Okay, welcome everyone. I'm just going to give people a couple of minutes to get logged in, but I can see um, people are joining here. So I will just give six, 60 seconds and then we can get started. Okay, so it's it's four o'clock, so we'll kick off. So um, first of all, good afternoon, everyone, and in some cases, good morning. I'd like to welcome you all here to um, today's webinar, which is titled A New Dawn for Global Payroll Operations. So today's webinar will be um, led by Mary Holland, who's the Chief Customer Officer here at Payslip. Um, we're thrilled to be joined today by some of our great clients at Cloudera. So we're joined by David Nugent, who is the Director of International Payroll, and Hannah Hunedi, who runs the uh, US Payroll, Payroll Manager at Cloudera. So the payroll team in Cloudera have embraced the use of technology to manage their global payroll operations across, I think it's over 25 entities at this point, and seeing those benefits with uh, efficiency, vendor management, and access to the data. So they're, they're uh, data in the form of the global reporting. So they're in perfect position, position to chat to us um, today about a new dawn of global payroll. So just before we get started, there's a few housekeeping points. Um, just to note, this webinar is being recorded and it will be available to everyone after the event. So you'll all receive an email which will have the link to the recording um, and it will be available on demand on our website and also as a podcast on the Payslip Spotify channel. Um, we have a lot of people on the webinar today, so everyone will be muted except for the panel. But you, if you do have any questions or comments, please post them in the Q&A section and I'll monitor them as we go along. And we have allocated some space um, at the end for questions and answers. We'll also have a couple of poll questions throughout the webinar. But um, for now, I'll hand you over to Mary to get us started. Um, thank you, Aoife. So let's talk about our agenda today. So we're going to go over the myths and reality of global payroll. We're going to look at the hybrid model and how we manage it with multiple vendors and how all of the global payroll challenges can be met. And the use of technology. So we're going to talk about the technology that's available today and how we can use that to efficiently manage our global payroll operations. And then as Aoife already mentioned, we're going to have our fireside chat with um, both David and Kim, and then we have some time set aside for questions. So Aoife, I think that brings us to our very first polling question. Sorry, I'm on mute. I'll just launch okay. it now. So first question is a global payroll myth buster. So true or false is all I'm asking for here. Um, global payroll can be run successfully when you have a single vendor. Um, so um, I just ask everyone just to give us a simple true or false answer. Um, and I'll give you all a couple of seconds just to um, answer that. So. I suppose, Mary, what do you think? Yes. 
Um, I'm going to say false. Uh, that <laughs> it's it's extremely hard for one vendor to know all of the complexities of employment and uh, the taxation requirements in countries. And you know, with so many countries around the world, it's going to be pretty impossible to find that one magic vendor. I think people want it, but it's not. I don't believe it's there to make sure that you can deliver all of the challenges that we have on time payroll and meet the requirements. So should we end the, the poll? Yeah. One moment. Okay. And I think you're probably should be able to see the answers there. And yes. you were right. So overwhelmingly, thankfully, a lot of people are <laughs> agreeing with you and on the false camp in the house. And with, with that being said, I'll I'll definitely be honest. Everybody would love it to be true, but um in today in reality. It's it's not there, and I don't see it being there. But let's let's move forward and talk a little bit more about that. I think I just bring Nicole down. Okay. So there's a lot of myths out there. Um, I think everyone's looking for the magic silver bullet or the magic solution. Um, you may be asked in your organization, you know. We have payroll in, in three countries. Why can't they do the other 15? You know, they're working so well. There's a lot of senior leaders that don't even understand the complexity of global payroll. And you as global payroll professionals are actually educating them on the complexity of doing payroll in different countries. And sometimes you're even bringing through um, other organizations and helping HR to understand the complexities and then even into your global mobility groups. So there's also um, the, the myth about the aggregators that with aggregator services that you're going to have one size fits all and it's going to be the same across all of the countries. So if I'm doing an aggregator model and I have 30 countries, I'm not going to get the same experience of customer service. I may have different forms that I have to complete for that particular provider. Yes, I'm going to have one vendor that's going to work with that group of countries, but they're not always going to be the same. And you're going to see differences in um, the support that you're going to get. Also, you may have challenges with some compliance items. So it all, once again, it's not one size fits all. And that the aggregator model really started out in the late 90s, and it was a solution as we started to move globally that companies gravitated towards. And in some cases it may work for your organization, but in others, especially when we start to look at the complex um, components we are providing to employees with the comp packages that we're providing, the different countries that we're going into, we actually need the local payroll support to be able to make sure we're compliant and understanding the regulations and making sure that our company is protected and not being one of the poster uh, children in the media for not paying taxes or social taxes on time. So one service uh, for all, all companies or vendors isn't um, what we're seeing today. And sometimes the problem, people think the problem is too many vendors. Well, it's not too many vendors, it's how do we manage them? And do we have technology to be able to manage the vendors that we have and are we setting up good uh, service delivery um, pieces to manage what's actually happening and holding the vendors accountable to what we want. So um, Gardner um, is is one of the uh, 
uh, analysts that follow the different people across the different companies and HR footprint and payroll services across the world. And they and their feedback and really um, is something that's very pertinent is there's no true global payroll solution or services due to the complexity of the regulation requirements. And that I think that today when we talk to Kim and Hannah, they're going to definitely agree with that. And I think every payroll professional that's been challenged with trying to figure out what the regulations are in a particular location, you're all gonna come back to the pieces. It's a local requirement and how do I get the information on that local requirement so I'm doing it correctly. So with aggregators, so when we look at what the aggregator space is out, yes, you will have one contract and um, you're not gonna have one provider, you're gonna have one contract, but you're gonna be working with a variety of in-country providers. And um, they are a group of in-country providers that the aggregator has selected and the services that you're going to get are gonna depend on the services that they provide in that particular country or location. And remember in some uh, locations, finding payroll providers is extremely difficult in some of the countries that we do business in. If you think about uh, Africa, there's not a large selection of payroll providers there. We also see that in the LATAM area, the complexity of being in those particular areas. So there's sometimes there's limited vendors that we can choose and the aggregators can only uh, find those services. So that's why if you're looking at you, um, UK and a Columbia payroll, you're gonna see differences in their services and how they deliver the model to you. So that's something that you need to think about when you're looking at an aggregator services. But really what you really need is you, you need to have a choice of who you want to work with. That way you as an organization can choose the, the vendor that's going to meet your compliance need in that organization. In some cases, you may need them to do some tax services for you. You might need them to do a profit sharing calculation for you. There's additional reporting that has to be done in some locations, um, new hire reporting and termination reporting that might need to be done, even some registration paperwork. And so you may need to, to pick a vendor that can provide those services along with your payroll uh, calculations. And remember in finance, are in some of the countries, and Brazil is one of those uh, countries that a lot of the payroll information needs to be shared with the finance team. So if you have a small enough operation, you may need the provider you're selecting to also take care of some of your finance work and Brazil would be one of those examples. So you also wanna look at what you really are asking for is to standardize some processes, put some controls around what's actually happening around the different countries that you're managing so that you have visibility to what's happening. You understand the processes that are happening. You're thoughtful of what makes sense for your organization so that you have good controls in place so that you are actually audit ready along with those uh, automations and standardizations that you can show um, auditors and people inside the company and outside the company, the controls that you have in place. You have the ability to get the cut, the country expertise that you need. And that ranges from a wide range of information. It could be somebody that's going to be a business traveler in your particular country, or maybe you're moving um, an employee from one location to the second location. 
what's the tax impact for that particular employee for his bonus or his stock equity are things that you need support on. And remember, in, we just ended or we're still kind of at the tail end of the COVID piece and we have people working all over the world and in some organizations, we may not even know where the person is actually physically working because they moved away from their home, um, their home location. They're not in the office. And I see as if we look at what our projections are as we get into 2023, all of the tax agencies are going to be looking for revenue. And how do they look at revenue? They're gonna to want to understand where the employees are and are we taxing them? So that will be a new challenge for payroll professionals around the globe. And it will be something that you're gonna to have to manage and have you know, some global information on that, but you're gonna need the in-country local provider to be able to provide you the requirements for that particular country, what needs to be reported. So looking at it and managing it from a global level. So there's a lot to consider. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say global payroll is extremely fun, extremely challenging. And every day is a new adventure as you enter into work and you never know what might happen. Uh, might be, you know, the bank file didn't get funded correctly from the treasury department, or you may um, get a notice that you're hiring 12 people in a location that's not even set up. So we have many things that are happening. The compensation packages, depending on where you're working, and I know we're having some, some in some organizations, there's some small downsizing that's happening. There's also compensation packages that are part of that downsizing that are complex and need to be looked at. Um, the different work models that we have, everybody is you know, kind of work anywhere, hybrid model and work two days here, um, three days at home. So those are all things that we have to look at and kind of manage in our organization and look at it from really, what does our local country require in that particular um, country? And is there, is there a tax piece or some additional reporting that needs to be done? And then we really need to be transparent in knowing exactly what's happening. We have various pay elements that are out there. What are we paying the employees? And how much is that taxable? If we really think about it is how much of that is taxable? How much is the employer cost for some of these uh, programs that we're actually running? Because if you look at the social taxes in some organizations, you know, France is, is not a country that has low social taxes. You can benchmark that you know, at, at almost 40% in some cases um, with the amount of taxes that have to be paid. So these compensation packages come with an additional price tag that really is something that you have to manage and communicate to your strategic organization. So they're making strategic um, goals. We have the whole dynamics of where do we um, put people? Is it lower cost? You know, where are we going to hire? Um, if we're in the technology or engineering space, we may have a model that we're going to hire anywhere to get that um, key engineer that can support our product, and and we're going to then open operations, and we might have you know three people in the country because that's that's where those uh, three superstar engineers that we need in our organization are working and they don't want to move or work anyplace else. And if I look at the other complexity that is always pertinent in our lives and 
Um, even in my home state of California, um, we actually have data privacy uh, regulations, um, which is one of the very first states in the US that has mandated pieces of that. We have to be aware of what's happening around the world. We know we have GDPR, but you know China has their data privacy regulations, Brazil. It's a, and it will be an area that continues to grow because it is such a heightened risk because we in payroll own all of the most important PII information about employees. And then this work from anywhere theme, where will that go in the next year and the next couple of years? And where does it, everything always stops at payroll? You know, do you have records of where people are working? How many days are they working? So, so much to manage and so much to, to, uh, challenges that we have. But let's just let's just take a look at our hybrid model. So why a hybrid model really um, makes complete sense or it's a reality to solving the global payroll operations is really there's no single model. We talked about that. I don't have a model. I'm not I'm not um, going to be able to make cookies and they're always going to change be exactly the same in each country because each country has their own piece of regulations, they have their own culture, they have their own holidays. So we know that uh, payroll is always local. So that's one of the things as we think about this, as we move forward, we're not gonna be able to change a country's laws to what we want them to be. So we can't just say, okay, I'm gonna make sure that we just do the, the same amount of taxes that we do in the US to, for every country that we're doing business in, and that doesn't work. So that is probably the biggest the biggest challenge that we have is understanding the local requirements and that you have a choice to pick who you want to work with. So we all know that we have some vendors that are outstanding and we have others that are marginal, but you get the opportunity to choose who you want to work with and you're getting the services that you're paying for. Now, remember global payroll is, there's a cost to global payroll, but there's also a cost to the services. And if you're expecting services, you should be able to be delivered those services and you should be able to measure that you're receiving those services. And if it's not working out for you, you have the choice to move to another provider. And in some cases, you have to move to other providers because you might have a growth. You might have started with five people in the country. And before you know it, you have 2000 in a country and the payroll provider that you're using is not robust enough to handle the 2000. So it could go in reverse too. So you having you have control of that. You also have the ability to leverage technology to manage your framework for global operations. You can have a technology to model and have the payroll vendor landscape available at your fingertips. You have the ability to make changes but at the same time, you know exactly what's happened with the old vendor and what's gonna happen with the new vendor because you have everything on your fingertips at the, at the technology dashboard that's going to let you know exactly what's happened when things are due, what's happening in a particular region, who's, be, who's behind on items. So you as a global payroll professional have the tools in place with technology to find exactly what's happening and have the visibility to know exactly where one area might need some support or help. You know what the processes are because you set up defined workflows and standardization across your um, organization. So when we, when we look at hybrid, 
you know, what do we mean by hybrid? So when we look at it, you have two or more um, payable providers and you probably have 10 plus um, countries that you're doing business processing for. So I have 10 countries. I might have, um, I might be in the, um, have US and I might have um, some Ireland. I might have Germany. I might have China. So, and I have, you know, six or seven more. And where do I get the, what payroll services are going to make sure that I meet my requirements in that particular country? So that's why we, we call it a hybrid model. You're using more than one payroll provider. You may, in the model, you may have 10 different payroll providers, or you might have five. It may depend on how you're set up. And the other thing to think about is where you're going to be, who you're going to go to, to look for for payroll providers. So you might use an accounting firm. So really, if, you, if we think about it and we know nothing about the payroll in a country that we just entered into, the big four are a great resource to go to an accounting firm to get the information on that particular country, to learn about that country. And maybe, maybe down the road, you decide just to find an in-country provider, but you have a solid framework by getting the uh, big four to provide you the information. They will make sure you deliver, they deliver a compliant payroll for you. So that's one of the options. There also is specialists in different areas so for example, in the Asia market, there's a vendor out there that's been around for years. I've actually used it many, uh, many times in my career. It's uh, Tricor and they focus um, in Asia. They do payroll in, in China and Japan and, and other Asia regions. So you may, may select that particular uh, provider. If you look in, in the US, we have a lot of our US, if you look at ADP or Ceridian, You'll see those vendors in the, in the US, but you'll also see those vendors supporting uh, Canada. So you may, um, if you had Canada and US operations, you may pick one of those vendors that support that. And then of course, the local ICPs that are doing business um, in that particular country, they're going to be able, they're doing processing, their, um, their expertise and business is all about processing payroll in a particular country. So you know that they're going to be able to answer complex uh, questions, they're going to know what the requirements are in that particular country, and they can provide great insight to understanding what the requirements are in that particular country. And so, as I mentioned before, understanding exactly what you might need is going to be a key for us to think about. So Aoife, I I think we're ready for our next polling question. Yes, one moment, I'll just. Okay, so this is just around the global payroll models. So what do you currently consider to be an efficient global payroll um, model? So we've got four options there. So the outsource BPO, aggregator services, the local vendor strategy, or a hybrid that mix that would best suit your payroll needs of the business. So we'll just give that a couple of seconds to. Yeah, this one, this one's gonna be interesting because I think, um, there's been, there's been a trend as we move forward over the years. I know definitely, um, as I mentioned, you know, in the late 90s, a lot of aggregator service model, that was if somebody uh, asked what you should do, that was kind of the trend to look at. Now I think we're seeing um, a lot on the local payroll strategy. 
um, in the local country because we've now recognized the complexity of what's happening in a particular country. So, um, and then of course that the hybrid of course gives us the ability to design what's best for our organization. And really it's really fitting the business needs with the services that you actually need in a particular location. So if I guess we can look at the poll. Yeah, let's just share those results now. Can you see them? So you'll see very, very, very clear winner there. Yeah, clear winner on the hybrid, which is which is very positive because it's positive that um, the industries um, that payroll professionals in your organizations that you're recognizing that and that, you know, not that the aggregator service model may work in some um, situations, but we're we're seeing that kind of as um, one of the lowest besides the outsource uh, BPO. Then, then of course the local payroll strategy. So looking, looking for that local expertise, as we all, as we all know, um, the challenges of global payroll. So also, um, if we look at it, what are analysts saying about um, about global payroll? So um, we have two analysts that we are just sharing um, feedback that they have, and one is from Nelson Hall from Liz and. Really, um, her feedback is long-term success in payroll will require a model-based um, operation between tech and service. So she's she's highlighting the ability that you need to have tech and services and flexible enough to meet your organization's needs. So I think that's really key to think about. And then um, if we go to our friends Gardner, they're looking at you, you need a combination of two or more models to deliver uh, multi-country payroll. Uh, and this is these are observations that Gardner's taken from uh, their their clients and and the industry, and also they're looking at it for it's an or a hybrid model is something that is present and that generally is in ten or more countries. So kind of highlighting that the piece of where do we get the ten countries? Gardner's recommending that. We're also hearing from Liz about having technology and flexible enough to meet our business needs. So very positive to get feedback from the analysts that are working in the industry and talking to payroll professionals around the world and vendor services. So the one thing is hybrid is going to work as long as you have some tools and components and structure around that. So it's really very important to look at the standardization across your countries to make sure that where you've taken the time to standardize the processes, you understand the processes and why we're doing something. If we're doing something different in a country, we are able to accommodate the reason why. That we understand that we own our vendors, right? We own the vendor's services and what we want. So you have the ability to let them know when they're providing good services and you have the ability to let them know when the services are below standard. So looking at, at that piece, it's really very important. The other thing is what services are your vendors providing? Are we using um, RPA? Do we have automation? What's our data flow look like? Um, looking at the integration. So what are we doing with our integration? Using our HCM system to the max to bring in integration to our payroll providers and using technology to help us support that. How do we unify all the different pieces from different benefit compensations to the items that we have in GL so that we have all of that information that will standardize across the organization 
and we're able to support the business with great reporting and insights and giving the information for the business to make key decisions. So when you're managing it, we're really going back to, we know it's local. So we know local has its compliance pieces of it. We know for a hybrid model that it works if you have 10 or more countries and you can do different models just to um, accommodate that. And in some cases, when we look at two different models, you may separate if you only need um, two vendors, you may have some of your vendors take the small um, countries or the long tail countries, and then the other vendor take the larger countries, if that's possible. Remember, we have to do our vendor uh, discovery and understanding that we need a strategy and a management plan, how we're gonna manage them and a standardized approach with global leaders working across the organizations to make sure that we're delivering um, payroll on time with a good confined structure and pieces together and making sure that we're using technology, automation, validation, those are going to be key in our organization. Remember, we have to look at not having to touch things manually, not having manual work. Remember, we have enough work in payroll to do um, many strategic items to support the business. We do not need to support manual work. And we need to look at ways we can continue with that process using technology. So what does the new Don mean for us? It means that we have a way to unify our countries across the world so that we have a unified process across all of the countries we're doing business in. We start with a global first model. So we're looking at standardization and we're looking at it from a global first model and then bringing it down to the very smallest local level. But we need to make sure that we're looking at it from a global level when we're making key decisions. Looking at those items that we have in our work process that we need to automate looking at what the manual work is being done. Is there a way to get that information through an integration? I always use the example of looking at your HCM system. Is there more items that you can get in that HCM system? If I'm using Workday, do I have everything in Workday? Do I have my one-time payments? Do I have my commissions? Do I have my benefit payments? Can that be put into Workday so that we do one integration that carries all that information over to your payroll? And of course, then we want to make sure that we have connectors to the vendors that we're doing services with. It can be from benefits, it can be your finance, your GL can be created um, from the technology that we have today and delivered directly through SFTP sites to the finance team. So no one is touching that file. It goes directly in and the results are there at, at their fingertips and no one has to manually update that. And then looking at having a global control platform that has all of these pieces together so that you have the visibility to manage and have execution excellence in your organization. So at the end, we want our goal is to really be able to see the big picture, the visibility of what's happening in our organizations across the world with technology. And we use that through setting it up for a global first model and making sure that our processes are you know, in standardization across the processes that we're doing in each country. We use the automation and integration, thinking about any of that manual work is there. What can we do to, to get automation robotics in there to make sure that, that, that the, 
the system's doing the work for us. The system will let us know if we're missing five employees that have zero pay. The system will let us know that somebody is missing a pay, a pay slip. This, the system will know if you've paid somebody you know, a million euros and it should have only been a thousand euros. So looking at that and then providing you the ability to scale with your technology and that scales in any direction. So in some cases we have growth going on right now. In other ca cases, we have some, uh, some downsizing, but the system will provide you the ability to, to grow and scale and have the reporting that's necessary to tell your story. So I wanted to have our fireside chat with um, both um, David and Hannah. Um, first of all, uh, you know, David um, sits in uh, Cork, Ireland, and he really actually has two areas that he's managing. He's managing the, um, the EMEA and also the APAC um, region. So he has both of those two regions as his responsibility. Um, and uh, Cloudera was uh, one of the winners of the Global Payroll Association Payroll um, of the Year Award in 20, uh, 2022, right? No, 21, sorry, 21. And then Hannah um, it sits in outside of the Silicon Valley area and she manages, she's part of the Americas team and she manages the LATAM countries, wonderful LATAM countries, and then also is responsible for US payroll. And Hannah and her US team recently won an award from the American Payroll Association. Um, one of the PRISM awards is overall best practices. So um, if you are in the US, you'll see uh, Hannah and her manager on the cover of a magazine coming um, soon. So, okay, let's, let's jump right in. So David, I'm gonna ask you the first question. So managing a global payroll is very strategic role in multinational organizations. Let's talk about the most common question that comes up. Is there a global payroll solution that will support all the countries that I operate in? For multinational organizations, it can be from 10 to 80 countries. What are your thoughts on a one, one vendor model? And do you see it working today in 2022 and the future of global payroll? Thanks, Mary. So I suppose the one vendor model, it had its place in the market when there was very little other options available. Um, like you said, probably in, in the 90s. Um, in fact, it was probably the, the only model that was available for, for a very long time. Um, if you go back to, to that period, this was really when uh, the payroll profession was a minority. Um, payroll was something that was hidden away in a back office somewhere and not really thought about very much until something went wrong. Um, I suppose a, a one vendor model gave multinationals a sense of comfort and security to just have one, to, to have payroll with one global um, one global vendor and a system in in one language. I mean, what really was the the alternative? I suppose countless different vendors all sending receiving data in different ways. Um, reports coming in in, in in different languages. Um, so I suppose um, in recent years that that has changed, thank, thankfully. Um, I suppose one company I worked for many years ago, um, they wanted a, a, a one global vendor. Um, and the main reason that they wanted that was um, so that they could have one invoice uh, coming in each month for payroll. So actually the, the payroll service was kind of being designed around the invoicing process. Um, however, the reality of that was, was quite different. They did get one invoice every month, um, but then they also got a batch of other invoices with add-ons for each different country. 
And uh, I recently spoke to one of the accountants that, that I worked with in that company, and he told me that was a real pain for them because they had to cross-charge um, the payroll costs back to each entity um, every single month. So it didn't, didn't work out for anybody um, in, in, in that case. Um, the business itself has changed and the world has changed a lot in the last 10 to 20 years. Um, payroll is now a, really a, a key function within finance and, and HR departments and even wider than that, legal as well and, and other, other um, areas of the business. Um, the profession itself is, is really expanding and, and so is the knowledge of the people working in it. Um, and that has come with, with this, this model, this hybrid kind of model of, of people getting involved with local vendors and just learning and, and, and developing their, their own skill set for each country. Um, business and employees, they, they want access to data and they want it now. Um, everything has to be fast and, and, and immediate in, in this world. Um, one vendor models um, haven't really kept up with, with that fast changing pace um, that the business world has, has experienced. I suppose in, in most cases, even if you have one, one vendor model, the reality of it is uh, you're still dealing with contacts in each country or even external partners of that vendor. So do you really actually have a, a one vendor, vendor model in place in, in that case? Um, so you you will find that local in-country providers are they are more at more agile and um, when when they're not restricted with the service they can offer by uh, a large single vendor, um, they can also be very flexible uh, with the service that they offer and forthcoming with um, various different reports that you might need and, and even on an ad hoc basis as well as a monthly basis or annual basis um, and they're also more forthcoming with information about legislation changes because. Um, sometimes the the one vendor models will will restrict um, the the local vendors from helping you with with legislation changes because they don't want the the responsibility um, of that to, to come to their company. Um, so we, we I have found personally that the the local in country providers are definitely more willing to to help out with legislation changes and, and keep you on the right track with compliance and and stuff like that. So for me personally, I think that that is a huge factor, um, and that's that's really is the the future of of the payroll service um is, is this hybrid model uh with the flexibility and um just general um sharing of, of knowledge thank you david so hannah um what are your thoughts on that i agree i believe that the hybrid model allows for you to shop around and be really strategic for that country or region um by doing this it empowers you and your company to ensure that you're getting the best support for each situation in the LATAM re region, personally for us, I love being able to use the Payslip platform because it enables me to feel comfort in the fact if a payroll provider isn't working out in a country, I can quickly transition to a new payroll provider as all our documentation, reporting, year-end, and pay statements are all sitting in one technological platform. So it would be an easy transition because as we all know, Payroll providers sometimes change, sometimes get bought out, and that's the trick with the local. But um, being technologically savvy and having that cutting edge advancement enables us to be able to be flexible and move around. Plus, with the recent uptick of global nomad employees, it's our job to ensure compliance with each country's reporting requirements. I envision the future of global payroll continuing to embrace the technological advancements we have in order to securely and efficiently process our payroll in a timely fashion and become a leader in providing quick and accurate results. So I see many people trans 
transitioning into updated platforms that can support things like automation, streamlining, and effective reporting. Yeah, thank you both Hannah and David. You both brought up some great um, points about where the industry's gone and really the, the pieces of the, of the service of trying to get someone to help you with a question. And David, your, your feedback on if it's an organization like an aggregator, they really are very nervous because their contract doesn't, they don't wanna have any liability, which we all understand the liability there. If the payroll provider gives you some information and you, you act on that information or you don't act on that information that you might come back to them. So that's a, a really key point. And just the industry, as Hannah mentioned, is just where the industry has growth. We we've seen things just change, you know, just even in the last five years, what's really happened with the automation and the integration and the technology that we're now demanding it. We should have had it many, many years ago in the payroll space, but it wasn't there. If you even think about what did they do before you even had Google to be able to look up the information, we can see where the, the transition or the trend has happened to where we are today. So Hannah, um, the next question I'm gonna start with you is, the reality is that each country has a multitude of employment and taxation regulations. Um, Multi-organizations are, are using a con combined of two or more clients to deliver payroll in their operations. So what do, you, what do you think about that in your organization? I think you've already shared, um, both you and David have shared um, with that and how it's actually worked for you. Um, do you wanna have anything else you wanna talk about how that's helped you in your organization um, for the uh, LATAM countries? I am exceptionally grateful for the hybrid approach. Um, I'm thankful that we don't use the same provider in the US as we do in Latin America. Latin America is so complex. Brazil is completely different from Mexico, who's completely different from Costa Rica and Colombia and Chile. Um, so it's very nice to have that local connection um, within each country because it's empowered us to ensure accuracy and compliance with our payrolls. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you 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 look at LATAM and it's one region, so everybody thinks it's one language, right? So we we run into immediately a different dialects um, in that region. We also run into our friends over in Brazil that you know Spanish isn't the correct language there. So you sometimes bulk the region into it's all going to be the same, but you have such a diverse piece um, in that particular region and very very complex and a lot of rules regarding um, employment, you know, a lot different than in some organizations if you haven't been in that space. So David, that brings you over, you're doing EMEA and APAC, so quite a, quite a range. Um, so you have two completely different regions and how has kind of the hybrid model helped your, you and your organization meet the needs of Cloudera? Yeah, you're right. There, they are two very different regions. Um, we do see complexities even within the regions themselves, like take France and Germany, for example, uh, neighbours, and they are completely different countries when it comes to, to payroll. Um, I suppose in, in some countries, we, we have selected uh, individual in-country providers, and in others, we have selected um, a specific provider to deliver payroll for a particular region or selection of countries within, within a region. 
Um, for countries that are closer to home, uh, we can use a, a local in-country provider um, as the as with the payroll team have the, the knowledge and the expertise required to provide a, a lot of the payroll data in a format that's ready to for, ready to process for the payroll vendor. Um, and that comes with just being living in or near the country that you hear things in the news and you pick things up that way. And it, it works quite well for countries that are a bit, bit further from home. Um, we have a, a mix of, of local providers and regional providers and um, they do take on a, a greater role in, in, in the payroll process um, and we do rely on them to, to keep our payroll compliant and keep us updated on, on what's going on in, in that country. They do advise us on items that are, are taxable and non-taxable, um, how to process benefits um, and then like I said legislation changes as well is, is a big one for us. Um, one of the big ones recently uh, was in China um, we have a, a regional vendor in, in APAC who looks after our, our largest uh, countries there, so um, China, Singapore and Australia. Um, but in China, they, we, the payroll vendor there told us um, probably last May that we had to set up a branch. Uh, a branch had to set up locally because we had employees in a particular city. Um, that took about six months to work through on, with legal and with setting up bank accounts and all that kind of thing. Um, and that's something we, we really wouldn't have known about uh, only for our vendor had alerted us to that change in legislation. So uh, it works. This, this model works really well for us because, as I said, we, if it's close to home, we can pick up what's going on through annual budgets um, from the government um, and then update days from payroll associations and, and stuff like that. But the ones that are further away, we do rely heavily on the on the um, on the providers uh, in those regions to keep us keep us on, on the right track. Yeah, the, um, the branch and the setup of that requirement, unless you had connections with a, a local provider, you may or may not know that until yeah until a notice comes to the organization right so they recognize you know something's going on and it's it's not registered correctly and so then it go, then it brings it into a more of a corporate issue of what's actually happening and at least you're aware of what's happening not a, not uncommon for for china just to mandate different pieces so um it's great that a uh, great that you have you know done your due diligence to get that um all pulled together so, David, I'm going to ask you um, a our next question is, so how did you present, you know, so here's the magic, the magic answer. How did you present a global um, hybrid model to management, knowing that that one uh, one a solution strategic goal may be what senior management was looking for? So Cloudera entered a new dawn for global payroll and you selected a global payroll technology platform. How did you present the business model to your management to be able to go in that direction? Because we know that senior management has, they're, they're busy with many pieces. We know they have limited um, information on the complexity of what you do each and every day. Well, thankfully, they weren't being um, driven by the invoicing process, which was which was good for a start. <laughs> um, but um, I guess I guess we are pretty lucky at Ladera. The the senior management in finance they they really do value the the payroll team, um, and they do completely understand the complexities that payroll face on a on a day to day basis. Um, they did trust the the payroll manager's judgment when when we said that we we wanted to pick the best of in country providers, and continue to work with them. And then bring them um, into Payslip, then, which would bring it all together for us in, in one single one single platform. Um, within finance, we were also asked to look for ways to bring in automation and integration to our processes. Um, they wanted us to get 
out of the the day-to-day mundane tasks like sifting through spreadsheets and moving data from one spreadsheet to another um instead they really wanted us to to use systems as much as possible um and for the teams then to spend more time reviewing and analyzing the data um it kind of fits in very nicely with with our plan uh we were able to roll it up then for approval and senior managers were all in agreement that they were very happy to proceed um they were really able to see the the benefits um that it would bring um to to, to the team itself and to the business um as i said working with those with those local vendors in each country and like we just said there it's the legislation changes um we, we always want to be compliant um and that was a, a huge factor for us um and then of course the payslip part of um having integrations, automation, um, reporting, global reporting was another huge factor for us. Um, and also there's huge time saving uh, involved in, 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 in using a platform like, like Payslip. Well, David, I know you've gotten more responsibilities uh, from doing your automation and your technology uh, projects and same thing with, with Hannah, um, but, but definitely um, the path or the relationship that you have with your counterparts, Hannah and the America team, and the, the team that you have as the stakeholders collaborate together. So that's one of the things that I, I see collaborating together for a solution to look at that hybrid model that's going to work for your organization, because each organization is different and we have to kind of meet the needs of the organization and think about why, you know, what do they need and why did they hire us in our organization we, they hired us to make sure our employees are paid, but also to be strategic players and help the businesses, as you kind of mentioned, David, with the reporting. So Hannah, do you have any, any thoughts on that too? About and when you when you talk to management, you were on the other side of the world when, um, when David was talking to his management and you and your manager were talking to your, um, your leaders on, in the US. Yeah, I'm definitely thankful that David did the heavy lifting for bringing us into the new payroll era with the payslip technology. Um, but we're also very, very lucky with our upper management because they do allow us to jointly operate with me and APAC, but they also have that understanding that individualization is required for different regions. And they really um, appreciate that understanding of not one size fits all approach which has enabled us to deliver first care, first class care to our employees. Um, I'm personally very happy that I don't spend as much time processing the payroll every month. And additionally, it's so nice to give uh, one portal for employees to access all their information, no matter what country they transfer to, no matter where they go, it's one portal, it's one access point, which is really nice. Uh, well, well, definitely, I've seen um, with both of you working with both of you, the growth and the stakeholder engagement that you had from your senior management, of course, but also um, the finance team and the standardization that you've been able to ma maintain across the organization. So at least we at least you have confidence when the GL file gets created and it's all done and sent off for uh, reporting that your salary and bonuses are in the correct account there. You don't have three or four different accounts that somebody's trying to figure out, you know, why did it enter that way? You've taken the, the time and the energy to use the technology to deliver what you actually need and using, using technology to support the business, right? Instead of that, 
the manual work piece, uh, as, as you said, Hannah, no one wants to do manual work today. We're always looking at um, faster, quicker, smarter um, ways to do things. Um, it's not, we all know that sometimes uh, we think that there's an easy button in payroll, but there's no easy button. We just use the technology and the skills and the standardization to get there. So David, I'm gonna ask you this question. It's um, what benefits has Cloudera achieved and how is the payroll operation supporting the business strategy and operations today? Yeah, so I suppose we, we have greatly benefited from integrations that we set up with our with our HCM Workday. Um, we we struggled with certain aspects of, of data um, due to the sheer volume every month. Uh, we had lots of one-time payments each month, which needed to be validated against the previous month payroll um, to remove what was already paid. This was due to um, the effective date and approval dates within Workday on, on those particular one-time payments. Um, the integration from, from Workday to Payslip removed all that work for us, um, and then actually further enhanced that process by having our internal HRIS team um, build reports to mimic the integration. So our reports for internal audit now always match to what went into Payslip for, for that particular month's payroll. Um, and we've further expanded that from not just the one-time payment report, but for everything. Um, we're now mimicking the integration for all of our reporting. So um, previously, this was something that the, the payroll team would log into Workday every month and select the report parameters, download it and take screenshots of it for internal audit. But now the system is doing that for us. They're all scheduled in there. Um, I suppose we, we did have similar benefits with um, banking files and GL files. The, um, there was a certain number of countries where we could not have um, bank files that, that were incompatible with our banking system. But PACEP was, was able to generate um, a, a very standardized CSV format that was compatible with our bank. Um, so again, that removed a huge level of risk and gave us um, a nice secure security um, around our, our bank payment process. Because now we had bank files for all countries. Um, our general ledger files were the same. So we in, in Cladera, we, we do our own payroll accounting. Um, and on the GL file side, um, we used to build those manually through um, gross nets and um, reports from Workday and, and everything like that. Um, but again, Payslip now generates all of those for us at a touch of a button. Um, so we've saved huge time on the input side and on the month end accounting side. We also have the workflow. Um, workflow and payslip. Previously, we were tracking where payroll was on an Excel sheet. Um, if the team forgot to update the Excel sheet, so then we didn't know where, um, where what, what stage the payroll is actually at. Um, with payslip, we were able to see straight away what stage um, of the process the payroll is at. And then from a business perspective, um, we can also, uh, or sorry, we also got access then to global reporting. So um, we're now able to run reports at the touch of a button from Payslip, um, which has uh, full data for all employees. It's, it's not just gross to net, it's also the employer costs, which is something that's, that's difficult to pull together from um, the local vendors' uh, reports because they're all so different. Um, but at least at Payslip, we have a standardized uh, reporting field, uh, reporting menu. Um, and then we can also easily scale uh, with the business. We can set up new payrolls with ease, which we've done this year. Uh, and we can also uh, easily cope now with um, headcount increases and, and even decreases if, if, if the case may be. Yeah, um, th thank you, David. And then you kind of summarized exactly uh, what, if you had to ask me what, what I saw as your benefits, you definitely, um, <laughs> would, I would, would agree with you. 
Hannah, what what do you see the benefits um, in your particular region? Since you you have you have the fun of LATAM and Mexico. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, first and foremost, the reduction time of processing and the increase of accuracy has just been astronomical. Instead of focusing on the processing piece that David mentioned. I can focus on the analytical piece and make sure that we're asking the right questions each month, that we're processing things correctly, mm -hmm. that we're analyzing and understanding things correctly because things change. You know, every new year things roll out, there's new laws that come into play. Um, and especially in the tech industry, we have really weird payments that come through, and we need to make sure that we accurately report and tax those payments as they come through. Um, I just want to say that by establishing the Payslip platform, we were able to in turn really build out robust best practices that led to the partial responsibility of us receiving the GPA award and the APA award. So it was a huge asset for us. It was a big win. No, I, I would I would agree, and I, I think uh, both of you will agree the manual work and the stuff that you were chasing, you don't miss, but you're able to have more interesting and exciting things to, to focus on. So Aoife, I think we have one more question, one more polling question, and then we'll go into questions um, before I do the summary. I was just going to say that because we're close to the hour, I might go straight into uh, the questions because I have an interesting okay. question here. Okay. Um, so um, when presenting the business case to senior management, did you receive the question, how much do we save? And is, if yes, how did you address that question? So. Yeah, I can take that one. Um, yes, we did We did uh, receive that question. Uh, we did also look at the single aggregator model, um, but this model was actually far more cost-effective for us um, by keeping our, our individual providers. Um, in some cases, we had providers who were uh, working with the company for a very long time. They were on very old contracts um, and the headcount had increased significantly since those contracts were initiated. So we're actually, we were able to re renegotiate some of those contracts with our vendors to bring their costs down. Um, and then in other cases, in other countries, uh, we just switched to new vendors if we weren't happy with them. But again, there was cost savings there as well. Um, but on the whole aggregator model versus our current model, um, it was cheaper for the companies to do it this way. And I want to tag on to that again uh, even further. Other than cost savings, there was also an awful lot of time savings, uh, which were equally as important uh, to the to the decision making in in this in this uh, project. Um, and I don't think it would we would have got those time savings from um, going with a, a single vendor model. To be to be quite honest, um, I think the Payslip platform is far more uh, robust and and flexible enough as well to 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 cope with um, all of the various different complexities that come with all the different countries that, that we operate in um, and systems as well. So it, it worked out very well on, on both cost and time saving for us. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, um, David. I think that um, has answered that question really well. Um, so uh, yeah, Mary, do you want to go into the wrap up now? Because I think unless um, anyone yeah, else uh, submits a okay. question. We're... Okay. And so um, thank you both. Uh, David and Kim for sharing um, kind of the, the journey that you went through. You're, um, you're now into about 18 months to two years, but you're, you're seeing the benefit in your organization. 
I mean, I think one of the, the key benefits that one of David's team members shared was the time that she was spending just reviewing bonus files. Mm -hmm. You know, it was down from the integration of being in there. You know, she's now been able to do the verification in less than 10 minutes where she was spending, you know, days looking at the information yep. because no integration. So those are the things that as we work through the process, we have to focus on and remembering um, that, you know, it does, it is a journey. And David and Kim, David, Kim, and Hannah both have gone through that journey and continue to look at ways to automate. So really um, recognizing, first of all, that there's no magic silver bullet. I know we want it, but it's not there, but you have it with the hybrid model. You have it with the hybrid model and using technology. So the, the choice that you have is choose what's important and it's gonna fit in your business model for your organization. We all have different industries we're in, and we need to make sure that we're supporting the industries we have. It can be from, you know, having uh, drivers that are driving, um, driving products around to restaurant services, to technology, to pharmaceutical. Those models, you have to find a local provider that will meet the compensation and understand the, the complexity that you have today and using that to support your business for any piece. And then focus on what the technology can deliver for you. A technology platform can help um, work on your global payroll strategy, but also look at the technologies that you're using in your HCM system, making sure that your HCM, your time and attendance system, how can we get the most out of those systems as we move into a platform that we can track all the information and we have the visibility? And thinking as David and Kim, uh, David and Hannah also mentioned, is having the information at your fingertips for audits. So we always know that we're gonna get audited internally and we also have SOX audits or statutory audits in countries, having that information at your fingertips. And if you have to make a change, you're not losing all of that information because we know that even if we change to a new provider, they may not keep the information you, you have that you need and you may have a payroll audit. Germany is an example. You might have an operation in Germany and they typically have payroll audits every three years. And if you don't have that information, if you made a payroll change and didn't store it, then you're not going to be able to meet the requirements from that particular tax agency. So looking at what, what's best for your organization. And we also wanted to um, kind of give you a sneak preview of what's going to happen. So don't miss our end of the year webinar. So we're going to talk about uh, what we see as global payroll in 2023, some trends and recession readiness that um, will be available. So we'll have Fidelma McGurk, um, our CEO and founder, um, on the webinar with myself and then Daniela Barbara, our head of product. And we will, the three of us will be uh, talking about kind of what's happening in the global payroll industry space and kind of what's happened um, with payslip this year. So it's a wrap up of the year. So we hope that you can attend the session. We did this last year and we had some great questions. So um, you can register now and more information will, um, Ethel will be sending you the registration link. So I wanna thank both um, Hannah and David for joining me today and sharing their insights on the hybrid model and really how um, you started your journey and really just explaining Sometimes just hearing from both of you helps the global payroll professionals understand 
they have the same challenges you do and how we can how you can solve those challenges and move forward in your organization so that everybody has a world class uh, organization. So thank you. Thank you, so Mary. I'll turn thank it. You thank you're, you. You're welcome. Thank you everyone for attending. As I said, the um, recording will be sent to you all by email and um, you'll be able to find the link to register for the next webinar on our LinkedIn, on our website, and you'll get that by email also. So thank you everyone. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, David. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye.